Horror. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we'll be taking a bite out of minute 62, which begins with uh, Sean doing his zombie voice and ends with uh, the crowd making its way to the Winchester. But today we have a very special guest, Naomi Wong. What's up? Welcome back to the She's show. She's back. She's back, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hold on to your everything. All time. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your everything. Hold on to your everything. So, yeah, uh, largely almost an entirely silent minute or, you know, dialogue free minute, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Dialogue free. Sure. Uh, but there's stuff to talk about because, like, first of all, Sean's impressive impression of a zombie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And. And then Sean's little smile Ed's being like Ed's Ed's begrudgingly, you know, mm, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then Sean's like smug satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 like a, like a schoolboy that got the right answer. Like, like oh, I did good. No, it's, uh, <laughs> hands on hips and everything. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> nailed it. I did it. Oh, but uh, I I I think that this this sort of um, transition, the sort of like all together, shall we transition? <laughs> I, for some reason, like th- there's a lot. I mean, obviously, like Edgar Wright is like king of the transitions, but I I think this one might might be one of my favorites in the movie, just because it's so. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's like a really good, like from a, from just like a general, like narrative transition from like, we're going to try this to like actually doing it. And just, I don't know the whole, the whole thing. I just really, I just really like that beat um, Mm -hmm. and the way that it's done. I think it's really good. Uh, That being said, not, not incredibly impressed with Diane's. <laughs> so oh, for all the buildup, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so let's so let's, so let's mark everyone down. Sean's got the MVP zombie walk, definitely. Yeah, well, he seems to have practiced it throughout life. So sure, <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been training for this moment his his entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, David seems to be doing an impression of uh, the praying mantis guy from Space Ghost. <laughs> What was his Zorak. name? Zorak. Yeah. Zorak. He's like doing. He's like because he's got Space his little. Ghost. He's got his little hands like together. <laughs> yeah, his little, little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zorak always had like his little hands up. Yeah, like Mister, like kind of like Mister Burns too. Yeah, right. <laughs> David just sort of like wiggling his fingers, like. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, uh, I'm trying to get a good look at, at everybody. Uh, I like how Barbara's like ooing. Yeah, she's like a ghost. Like she a, doesn't like a, quite know. Like, yeah, like a ghost. She's like, what am I doing? <laughs> she again? does not. Ooh. She does not understand what's happening at all. Um, <laughs> Who does really? I love. Yeah. I love yeah. that they're literally just like in a line the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah, they're just trying to crossing the street together, trying to get through the zombies who are going through them, and they're still staying in their line. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like they're they're this close to holding hands yeah <laughs> it's so good also like barbara uh oh no go on oh, i was just thinking how funny it is that you know like the walking dead they have a whole like zombie yeah. school for people to go to and these these extras are just people they like grabbed like it was just whoever was around mm-hmm. who needs zombie school this is great you just need diane yeah mm-hmm. uh we have a very special uh, cameo in this up in this minute, guys. Uh, we 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 had kind of made some reference. Well, do, it, it, well, does he show up in another frame, or is this like as as good a view as we see of? Uh, uh I I mean, the, he does show up a little closer in tomorrow's minute, but I mean, you see him pretty clearly in this minute. So I think I think we can we can talk about the man himself, um, Michael right, Smiley. Yeah, cameoing as uh as his spaced character tires <laughs> as a zombie yeah, z- zombie tires <laughs> zombie tires uh, uh he's got he's got the backwards baseball cap mm-hmm. he's got the the headphones on yeah and uh, and he's, he's doing, doing sort little... he's doing like a little yeah. little techno dance kind of yeah like... he's doing like a little zombie robot dance yeah <laughs> so on the one hand I'm, I'm really it makes me sad to see tires as a zombie because he was as a man, he was so full of life and really uh, got a, got a lot of joy out of out of living each day. But on the one hand, I like that even as a zombie, there is something this spark that just won't won't go out. He still yeah. hears a beat. He still hears a beat in his head. Well, that's generally I, it. Seems to be like what the thing with the zombies in this movie are right. Is that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause you've got that one, you've got the, I mean, it's, it's terrible, but it's, it, it's not, not hilarious. Uh, <laughs> the lady in the wheelchair zombie is sure. Yeah. She's still able to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like it's, it's, it's muscle memory. If this was the walking dead, that would, it would just be someone like on the ground, like sort of crawl, a crawling yeah. on the ground zombie, you know, a miserable. Uh, but what makes this I'm so living. great is like, no, it's, you know. It's it's fine. The zombies can be handy capable as well. Um, and, you know, if a human being can get around in a wheelchair, a zombie can. I mean, what's the difference mm-hmm. between that and walking, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that really puts we've been comparing the two a lot. I think simply just because of the ubiquity of Walking Dead. I don't think any, either of or the three of us have anything really against the Walking Dead. But, you know, it's that little like there's twins, twin zombie brothers walk past. There's just a little spark of playfulness and humor that I think is closer to where zombies live in my heart mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of like the brutal nihilism of 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 Robert Kirkman. Mm-hmm. We also get um our uh you know we get uh Edgar's patented uh twins in this scene. Um cuz we get <laughs> yeah. we get our twin I mean, zombies here. What what do you, I mean, let's really, I mean, let's unpack that for a second. I mean, okay, so, so we have these two. Of course we have, well, they're not, the Andes aren't twins 
and hot fuzz. They're just no, no. Similar. But you have the the twins at the um, the uh, the butcher twins, right? Right, right. They're okay. twins, right? In hot fuzz, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim. You have the Kanagi twins, right? And in uh, in uh, World's, World's End, End, you have the marmalade sandwich. No, they're not twins. Um, no, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> similar colored hair. Uh, no, there's twins in the World's End too. I forget what they are though. Oh, oh yeah, the the twin um, at the uh, the ones that that uh, they get in the fight in the beer garden. Um, those twins. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. Oh my god, how could I forget that? I forget their names. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah. And then, um, are there, yeah, oh yeah. Driver. And then you get the yes. Atlanta twins in, uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, baby driver. So yeah. Bonnie and Bonnie. Right. Bonnie and Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, the, he has this twins thing, which is apparently <laughs> it's so funny because apparently, uh, someone asked Edgar Wright about the twin thing. And he was like, so what's what's the deal with all the twins in all your movies? And he was like, what do you mean? He's like, you have a twin and in all of your all of the things that you've ever made, there's twins. And he's just like, holy shit. <laughs> like he had no idea he was doing that. Well, you know, you, you, there's, there's always something, right, that you do and you don't realize that you're doing because it it's all subconscious. Yeah. It, it. I mean, I think that is, to me, the ultimate value of uh, film criticism or just criticism of art is that – you know, another human looking at the thing you made is always going to be a little different than than why you made it or, you know, the reason that you made it. And it's yeah, it pushes everything. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy to think about that someone could put as much energy and thought into their movies as Edgar Wright does and forget something that or not realize something that a, a fan quote is so easily able to just like notice. I mean, I mean um, with like uh, Captain America Civil War recently a lot of thought was put into mm-hmm. like people coming up with reasons that Bucky was picking up plums because apparently plums are good for like memory stuff or whatever. And the reason that he picked up a plum is because that's what Sebastian Stan decided to pick up. There was no thought behind it, but there was oh, cool. a meaning that was gleaned from it for people to put onto the character. Like, oh, plums, because he wants to regain his memories. And it's like, Sebastian Stan thought mm-hmm. those plums looked good. So he picked them up. Yeah, I, I just had a moment like that the other day. I was uh, I texted Scott about this. I was watching Batman Returns mm. uh, because Christmas, and I never really noticed, but Max Shrek's company logo is like a big old smiley Felix the Cat cat face. And I was like, oh, I wonder if like that's why Selena became Catwoman is because it's kind of like a middle finger to Shrek's mascot being a cat. And you know she she breaks into the cat store, or the you know the store, and like you know <laughs> appears in front of the the logo. And I was texting Scott all this, and he was like, "I don't, I don't know, dude. I, th- <laughs> I think you might just be kind of room two thirty sevening right now." And I'm like, "You're probably right, but." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, it, it led to some good. It led to some good conversation about Catwoman. Well, well, uh, we got to get you on uh, on Niall and John's show next season uh, when they do uh, Batman oh, Returns. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, if you guys are listening, yeah, yeah, the, you'll have to get you get get you on there because I'm sure I'm sure I don't know if Niall listens to every episode, but I know that John does, and I'm sure he's listening to this right now and being like, "Oh my god, we have to get Nick on the show so we can room thirty two thirty seven the shit out of this podcast." <laughs> Oh, um, so anyway, it'll be, it'll, it, it, it will be, uh, 
it'll be worth it in the end, Nick. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the last frame, if you you know, like when the video when our little video file ends, uh, Sean and Barbara are making very <laughs> similar faces. They're looking at the same <laughs> thing as well by the looks of things. Yeah, they're kind of like like steps like stepping back, and it's yeah. just what are they looking at? It's Bus a great bit of kid, mother. Right? It's a great bit of mother son. Twinage. Twinage. <laughs> Twinage. Um, yeah, the, the bu- bus stop kid zombie is like, actually, I, I would argue is one of the creepiest zombies, I think, um, <laughs> in the in the movie. Like, there's just something sure. very vacant about that kid in a way that, like, <laughs> freaks me out a little. Um, it's also terrifying that they all, all of them, every single zombie has a bloody mouth and a bloody stain on their shirt. Yeah, they all got one. There's no like zombie that hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, I haven't gotten to bite anyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. Uh, it freaks me out. There's also if a zombie doesn't if a zombie doesn't eat anything, mm-hmm. will it eventually break down? Like, does it need food to refuel? I don't think so. The only times that I've ever I've seen, I have seen. Um, I believe it's in my boyfriend's back. The zombie has to eat to sort of like maintain himself. So like if he eats, like he won't rot. Um, okay. And then and then in iZombie, they have to eat so that they don't turn feral. Because like when they get uh, hungry, they turn more and more feral. Um, I need to watch that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. But uh, but both of those are like, you know, sort of comedies. I mean, my boyfriend's back is genuinely a comedy. And then iZombie is like a, you know, funny dramedy, fun, funny drama. Yeah. Um, so uh, but I, in regular zombie, I, I mean, I think they just mindlessly eat. I don't think they have to eat. I think they just do it because they're like, it's like weird instinct or something. I don't know. They're just eating because they're bored. Yeah, there are there are a couple of them that don't have bloody mouths. Are there? Yes, uh, I'm trying to find the frames. That <laughs> um, there's like an old man with a sweater at like 50 seconds, who doesn't have a bloody mouth. Oh. Um, oh yeah, there he is. The girl with the hoodie who walks past them at like 30 seconds doesn't have bloody mouth. She does have bloody uh, hoodie though. Um. <laughs> Oh, uh, I forget his name from space. He, he's not got a bloody mouth. He's not eating anyone yet. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I assume they just didn't want to cross that line. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can't show that he's eating someone. Yeah. Actually, I really like the idea. I mean, we'll get a closer look at him uh, in tomorrow, and I'm sure that he's got the contacts and everything. But I, I almost like the idea that he's, he's just also chilling. pretending. Um, he's just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> like, he had the same idea, and he's, he's doing exactly the Hello. same thing. You lucky people. Yeah, he's he's not quite as pale as everyone else. Right, right. Or he's like listening to trance music, and so he's just actually <laughs> he's oblivious. Just gonna, he's he has no idea. He's literally <laughs> just dancing. Yeah, he thinks there's like a festival getting out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he thinks this is like uh like all these zombies. It's like uh what are, what are those like a called? flash mob? Uh yeah, a flash mob. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh right, yeah. <laughs> And oh he thinks gosh. it's one of those, um, one of those silent dance parties where like everyone has headphones. Mm-hmm. I've, I've 
I'm sorry, I just noticed that there's a sign outside the Winchester covered in blood that says all you can eat. <laughs> That's oh god. <laughs> and they're just like in the middle. They are the buffet. That's amazing. See, like that's crazy that that like that level of detail, and yet like there's still stuff that even the artist isn't aware of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love everything about them staggering to the Winchester. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, and I will say there are like a few. I I mean it's it's so well done that it's very easy to ignore them. But if you're breaking it down in the middle of the time, <laughs> you do notice a lot of continuity errors in this scene. Um, just because, you know, they obviously have like, what is this? Maybe 100 extras? 150, maybe? Yeah, because I think they just confine them strictly to that corner. Yeah. Once you go beyond the, the, the telephone box, I don't think there's anyone down there. Right, right, right. They're so all there's like, like right in front of that corner. So there's like 100, 150 extras here. And they obviously have them choreographed to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, they are stretching out the sequence because, I mean, it's so good. And, and, you know, making it take longer builds the tension and everything. So it's all for good cinematic reasons. But as you're watching it, you'll see like, like Bus Stop Kid crosses them in a wide and then is suddenly in front of them again in a close up and then crosses them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just stuff like that. Uh, you just, you'll see people go by kind of like multiple times from different angles and, and just, they just won't match up um, yeah. exactly right. But it, 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 it builds the scene so well, um, you know, from like an emotional place and like tension place that uh, I don't mind the continuity errors in yeah, this because, particular because case. most people aren't watching the extras. They're watching the main actors. Right. So they're not going, oh, that one zombie out of 500 or whatever it is, that one there. Right. They've been in five different places because you're right. not watching them. Exactly. Most people. Exactly. Most people aren't us. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's probably the reason why uh, they put them all in muted colors is so they all sort of like blend together into like a mob so that you're not, you're really not noticing them, you know, mm-hmm. um, specifically. But the, but the issue is that because all of these people are spaced fans, um, <laughs> that they like put out a call to like the spaced fan site and was like, hey, we're making a movie, come be a zombie. <laughs> so all of these, like the majority of these are spaced fans. Uh, and so they all just kind of like showed up for, you know, a couple long days to do this sequence. And so they didn't like, they're not from central casting. So they're not people that they've cast to look a particular way. They're just people that showed up. And so they're all kind of interesting looking. And as a result, they're, a lot of them are really memorable, even though, um, even though they're just like random people. So, which is such a great thing as well because it in keep it is in keeping with like the way that these movies are made, where they just everyone looks and acts like a regular person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so. I just I love this. <laughs> so good. <laughs> if, if you stop it at like fifty four seconds, uh-huh. there's a person in like 
right in front of the telephone box who looks like they're on a, in a fashion show. Oh, yeah. She's, like, <laughs> posing. <laughs> yeah, I see her. Uh, she's, like, leaning back, like, yeah, check this out. Striking a pose before about to turn around and go back up the road. Right, ramp. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I love, there's also, in that same shot, there's the the, ro- the lady in the in the robe who's, like, got her hands up like she's Christopher Walken in that Fatboy yep. Slim music video. <laughs> She's right next to tires. Um, It's really good. Uh, And the guy in the foreground has like the old guy in the foreground. He's got like really creepy sunken eyes. Yeah, they picked some. They really they really knocked it out of the park. Like the makeup department and like every extra is just doing having so much fun. Uh, And I've heard I've heard that this wasn't like easy, like to do all of this extra work, you know, so it's it pays off, though. I, I really do think it. It just adds muscle to the movie in a way. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. It's also uh, nice to see in like a zombie movie that the street itself is so clean. Like there's no rubbish on the floor. Like there's no like cigarette butts by the windows of the Winchester or anything, which is mm-hmm. stuff that I would just associate with pubs in general just covered in cigarette butts around like the windows and like maybe a glass left on the windowsill outside mm-hmm. but this street is like the cleanest street i've ever seen in <laughs> and it's in the middle of a zombie yeah. apocalypse it's it's really interesting too because i it like i i i i guess you know i've always intellectually understood that this is the same street that um you know ed and sean are walking down at night earlier mm-hmm. uh that that you know they do the the, the uh, white lines yeah the white lines thing <laughs> it, but it's it just looks so completely different in the daytime you know um i don't know uh, and this is, and then this is a super minor thing, and uh, it's just something that I want to like kind of keep an eye on in the future. Um, but it's something that I noticed here. Uh, I I think, and this is super minutia, so I I assume that I'm gonna buddy get, look. I'm gonna look get at where complete, you are right now. I I know, but I, this is like a, a minutia at a ridiculous level that I think I'm gonna get like the audible equivalent of blank stares from you too, but well, no judgment. Um, but I think that Edgar Wright likes to shoot buildings at a very particular angle because when he's shooting this, any, every time he's shot an establishing shot of the Winchester, it's always been, um, you know, kind of like to the left of it and shooting it at the right. So that it's sort of like on the right side of the frame. And every time I can think of uh, another situation in another movie where it's an establishing shot of a building in one of his movies, uh, it's always shot the same way. Like uh, Scott Pilgrim's uh, Scott Pilgrim's like house, hut, whatever, yeah, hobbit yeah, hole yeah. Mm. Um, is shot the <laughs> same way. And uh, the like the pubs in the world's end are shot the same way. The Mm -hmm. bank at the beginning of baby driver, like literally the first shot of baby driver um, is that same angle. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I find that it's crazy. It's crazy how much of, you know, as much of the big decisions, it really like a a movie is a series of 
single decisions of like yeah. how do we how how do you want to point the camera at this building? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it, it it it's so cool to be able to see the strokes or like hear right. the same chords, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It cuz it's just like it's like recognizable as like, "Oh, that he that's just like his taste is like he likes mm-hmm. to look yeah. at a building like that." Um I mean, cuz cuz Edgar Wright is an auteur at the end of the day, right? So you can that you, you see something that he's done and you instantly know that he's done it. That's why he has his own section in like our video store or whatever. Like right. he has mm-hmm. his own section because people know him well enough and can recognize that that's the style they want. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that by carrying through all of the, the similar ideas and framing and cinematography and all that. Like you see a Spielberg, you know it's a Spielberg. Right. You right, see an yeah. Abrams, you know there's going to be a lens flare somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, or Spielberg has that that great like you know that jaw zoom in that that we all love and the we, dolly we see zoom. like in the dolly zoom yeah. yeah 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 it's true um all right well I think that's that's about it uh gnomes do you um I I feel like you like if I remember correctly you like almost brought it up yesterday but I don't think you quite did. Um, do you remember, uh, like the first time you saw this and had you already, had you already seen Spaced at this point? Um, the time this came out? I'm trying to think. I don't think I had seen Spaced yet. Okay. I know I'd, I've definitely had seen Shaun of the, I don't think I saw Shaun of the Dead at cinema. Oh, really? I think I, no. Were you too young to, to see it? I just, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think when it, it came out in 2004. Four, so... Beginning of or end of? It, for you guys, I think it would have been beginning of 04. Beginning of 04. So I would have been 13 at the time. Ah. So maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I saw Hot Fuzz at the cinema because I saw it on a date or whatever. But yeah, no, Shaun of the Dead, I think I saw it on TV. Oh. I don't think it was even on like DVD. Hmm. I think I saw it on TV first. And then I saw... Hot Fuzz, and then I saw Spaced. But the the wow. fun thing with the Cornosa trilogy for me was that when World's End came out, in Leicester Square, they were doing um, a whole event thing where they showed Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and then at midnight, they had the midnight release of World's End. Mm-hmm. So me and a friend went to Leicester Square, and we watched all three, and they gave us free Cornettos with each movie, with very oh. specific like flavors, because each each movie had a specific flavor right strawberry original and mint chocolate mint, right? yeah yeah yep and yeah so they, they were like we're gonna give you these ice creams and people are gonna be at the front of the screen taking pictures of you before the movie starts and we're like okay cool free ice cream yay <laughs> because <laughs> i was gonna obviously buy a cornetto because you can't go to see the cornetto trilogy without a cornetto and the and the person at the box office said don't buy one oh we're gonna give you them <laughs> no, we were uh, we unfortunately in America were forced to uh, not e- consume Cornettos while uh, watching these movies. Um, when I saw the trilogy it's, screening, they had drumsticks that because that was the best. It's thing not the do. same, man. No, it's not the same. <laughs> drumsticks uh, aren't were, as good as Cornettos. Not at all. I want Cornetto. That's a point. Have you guys seen the "I Want Cornetto" song? No. I no. want Cornetto. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole like. <laughs> commercial thing <laughs> which is oh, amazing you know well known in the uk i'm sure well, yeah someone should someone should send like a post a youtube video on the facebook if they feel like it yeah for sure um no that's uh that's cool i i uh yeah i, I man that's that's 
It, it's interesting that your your relationship with these uh, were sort of similar. I mean, basically, like exactly the same to uh, Nick and I, because that's I mean, that's kind of the order that we watched everything too, being Americans. Um, but for you, it was like a it seems like it's more it was more of an age restriction more than it anything. Was, it was it was pretty much I, I didn't see it until it was on TV. Yeah. And then I you know, hot fuzz I watched at the cinema or whatever. And then I found space later on when mm-hmm. I think I went to like uh, CEX, the entertainment exchange um, where you can bring in your old DVDs, sell them or whatever, get coupons and buy cheap ones. And I think I found space there, took it home and consumed. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, Gnome, thanks for joining us. No problem. We'll definitely <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, we'll have you back for Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Here. And, uh, yeah, but in the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over. Oh.